The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to BQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now to talk about the NBA playoffs is Cameron Smith from Stadium and also the BetQL Network. He co-hosts The Better Angle with Kate Constable, Saturdays from 4 to 7 Eastern. Cam, thank you so much for joining us. So after watching Game 4, the Celtics uh, are trying to make a series out of it. Do you believe that Boston is capable of making this historic comeback? You know what? I really believe that they can. But first, let me say this. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to uh, get this conversation going about the Celtics. Now, with that said, um, as I said, I do believe that they can make a comeback. I'm not sure if they can extend it to seven games. Now, the great thing for them, they're going back to Boston for game five. And Boston is a different environment, right? When you've seen them play at home, I know they haven't had as much success in the playoffs at home, but still, this is a rejuvenated crowd that's going to be waiting for awaiting them. This is going to be a rejuvenated team awaiting them as well. So Miami has, has proven that they can win on the road, especially in some tough environments. We've seen that in the first-round series against Milwaukee. We've seen it against the Knicks. And we've seen it against Boston where they took the first two games. But now it feels like Boston has new life. And this is the Boston team that we saw last night that we expected to see in games one and two and also games three. They were uh, playing with purpose. They were defending with purpose. And they really started to push the pace more after defensive rebounds. So if they can transfer that energy from game four into game five, then I can see this going back to Miami for game six. Yeah, Cam. I mean, they're just so difficult to figure out. Which team is going to show up from game to game? You, you referenced their struggles at home uh, last year, too, in the postseason. But if they get this to six, they can win on the road. They've certainly 
proven that. Um, you know, is Missoula going to be too busy watching the town, or or what's going to happen? Is everybody going to blame everything <laughs> on him again? They're just so difficult to bet from game to game. Uh, wh- what do you think uh, as far as last night and as far as moving forward, if they were to get back, really get back into this thing, is it as simple as they live and die by the three and they hit their threes last night? Is that what we were seeing? You know what? First, let me say let me say this about Joe Mazzula and the town. There, there's no way he's watching the town that much. <laughs> like there's, there's there, there is no way. Like I know I know I have my favorite movies. We all have our favorite movies that we've seen a million times. But the amount of times that he's watching the town is, is a little kind of it feels like he he's capping a little bit. It's a little too much. Agreed. You're basically what he's saying. Come on now. <laughs> in terms of them being able to shoot that well from three, I mean, they do return home, but you can't expect them to really be able to shoot that basketball that well again. So when you have that letdown, if it doesn't happen in game five, it's going to happen in game six because we saw Miami in game four shoot 57%, I believe, from three. I had to check the numbers again on that, but they shot very well. Obviously, Gary Vincent was a huge part of that with 29 points, but you can't expect that game to game for a team that really has been inconsistent. And that's been Boston's MO throughout the playoffs, even going back to last year. As you said, they just have some inconsistencies that show up at the wrong times. And, yeah, they won last night. It's great. They're able to kind of keep their lives in the playoff um, going. But at the same time, if we are an inconsistent team, you can't hide really who you are. And those inconsistencies show up at the wrong time. So I can't see them shooting that well from three. Of course, Eric Spolster, who I was watching during his post-game uh, press conference last night, looks like he's in need of desperate sleep. So you know he didn't any sleep last night watching the game film and breaking it down. And he even said himself that he saw that the Celtics were really pushing the pace. So there's going to be more intentional closeouts and uh, more closeouts on shooters like Marcus Martin, not overhelping on drives mm-hmm. with Jason Tatum and also Jalen Brown. So they're going to expect Bam on the bio really to be that anchor in that defense and not allow that secondary defender to help over so Boston can have kickouts to the corners or to the wings because Derek White got got himself into a good flow of things uh, last night for the Celtics, and that energy just transferred throughout their uh, their guard rotation with Marcus Smart knocking down shots and, of course, Jason Tatum stepping stepping up in the fourth quarter too. Yeah, that's interesting because you mentioned Spo, and, I mean, Spo versus Missoula, and the Heat just need one more win. You got to like Spolstra, right, in that matchup. But I also wanted to ask you about the Celtics' defense because not only were they finally hitting threes, and as they should have because everyone was putting up threes, so at least some of them were going to go in. But the defense really turned around, and they were getting stops. Um, That was something that we really hadn't seen. Yeah, not at all. And it goes back to my point of them defending with a purpose. And, you know, you, you play with a different type of energy when your season's on the line. And Boston didn't want to get swept. This is we, We've seen Magic Johnson in his tweet saying that he has never seen a Boston Celtics team quit, right? When you have things like that, that gets back to you if you're a player. So, I mean, I know these guys try to block out a lot of the outside noise, but in some form or fashion, that stuff is coming towards or getting to them in terms of what certain people are saying. And they hold themselves to a high standard. I get that. But then also, you don't want to be embarrassed. And being swept in the NBA playoffs by a team that barely made the playoffs, they beat the Bulls in the final few minutes to get that AC. Getting swept by that team when you're the number two team and the team that is expected to be back in the NBA finals and possibly win an NBA championship off of the run last year, 
you don't want that to happen, right? That's a major letdown, and really some changes are going to have to happen with this group in the offseason. But they keep their season alive. They're defending with purpose. I mean, you hold Miami to 25% from shooting from three in their home arena after them doing well from three in game three. I think it's a it's a new Celtics team that we're going to expect to see going forward. I'm not sure if it lasts after game five. I do believe Boston wins game five, and it gets back to Miami for game six. Yeah, Cam, I completely agree with you that I think the Celtics uh, probably will win Game 5, but it probably has no bearing at all as far as the overall outcome on this series. When it comes to Game 5 and maybe even Game 6, in terms of Game 4, per shot quality, uh, Miami was expected to make 3.3 more three-pointers than they already did. Uh, Obviously, we talked about it being a paltry shooting performance for them in Game 4. On the other hand, if... The guard position is just simply running out of warm bodies uh, because of key injuries. At what point is it going to have to be Jimmy Butler hanging, say, 50 points? Uh, Or is this something where maybe there's another guy who we don't talk about very much stepping up and playing that secondary scoring role for Miami? Who else could it be outside of Butler? Maybe someone we haven't talked about very much. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You know what? I I just don't think that that's Miami's MO to have another guy step up and be that productive scoring the ball just single-handedly. Like, we saw Gabe Vincent really step up and be the guy for Miami Game 3. He had 29. Jimmy Butler kind of played the background um, because you had Duncan Robinson with 22, as I mentioned, Gabe Vincent with 29 as well. Like, all the role players stepped up and did it by committee. Um, and it was the reverse last night. Jimmy had 29. I can't expect him to put up 40 points or 50 points to go off 
at that level. Not saying that he can't, but if he does do that, then you have to make sure you win that game because you don't want Jimmy emptying the clip and now you lose this game and you expect him to step up for your team offensively again. So to really answer your question, it has to be by committee. It has to be Gabe Benson. It has to be Duncan Robinson. It has to be Max Struess, who's actually going through a little slump himself, scoring the basketball for this team. So he has to step up and be himself. Obviously, Bam out of the bio didn't mention his name, but you, you make the assumption that Bam knows that that's his responsibility to be that second guy offensively and defensively for Miami, especially with points in the paint and also defending the rim. So I think Miami attacks you in ways with their role players. So you can't really point one single person out, but it has to be that group of players that really stepped up and puts in work for them. So I think they do it that way. And if they do do it that way and they show up in Boston in game five, then it could be a gentleman's sweep. But I just can't see that happening on the road. Role players play better at home. We all know this. It's been, you know, talked about, scrutinized, peel back everything. So I think those guys show up at home in game six, but it's going to be a group of guys that steps up and uh, helps out Jimmy Butler when it comes to uh, scoring the basketball and making an impact. I thought it was interesting what happened with the title odds uh, with last night's win. So yesterday, around this time, when, uh, oh, it's, it's going to be Miami, it, it could very much be a sweep at home. It's Denver minus 300 to win the title. And then this morning at BetMGM, it's Denver minus 210 because obviously the door is cracked for Boston, uh, the team that the betting market regards as, as better than Miami, despite what's happening in the series. Uh, what, what do you think about Denver being such a heavy favorite and the number coming down significantly on that Denver side with the possibility of it being Boston? I think it's justified. I really do because this Denver team is a juggernaut. And I've talked about on um, on Live on the Line, my betting show that I do there with Stadium and also with Becky Wells, the better, better angle, is that Denver just comes at you in ways. I talked about Miami coming at you in ways with their role players, but it's across the board with Denver, with Nikola Jokic, with Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon has stepped up. Of course, Michael Porter Jr., we've seen him have some nice games against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. But my worry for whoever survives Miami and Boston is them not having enough left in the tank to go on the road to start the NBA Finals, the first two games in Denver with that altitude and keep up with that pace. Now you're looking at a Nuggets team that clinched the Western Conference Finals uh, on Monday. They're, they're, they're chilling. They're, they're resting. They're, they're good to go, right? I mean, they're going to get their rest. They're going to be ready to go games one and games two inside Ball Arena. So I think it's justified with the number there just because of their pace of play and what they bring to the court. Nikola Jokic, we know no one can match up with him. He is a matchup problem no matter who you try to put on him. The Lakers tried Anthony Davis. They failed. They tried LeBron James. Had some success on a few possessions here and there, but ultimately failed. Hachimura had a few moments here and there, but ultimately failed. So if it's Bam Adebayo, if it's Robert Williams, if it's Al Horford, Hell, if it's Miami in the NBA Finals and they try to throw Jimmy Butler on Nicole Jokic, you got to try and throw everything that you can at them, but it's not going to work just because they are that well-coached, they're that well-executed as a team, and they understand where to make you vulnerable in certain positions, whether it's the high pick and roll with Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic and Aaron Gordon on the backside throwing lobs or dumping it down to him on smaller defenders, or if it's Catavius Caldwell-Pope stretching out the defense with his three off dribble penetration from Murray or other guards. So um, I think Denver is going to be in a situation, if it's Miami or if it's Boston, 
they could be looking at a potential sweep or a gentleman sweep. So I think that series, the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. will be done in either four or five games because they are that well-oiled as a machine. Yeah, and uh, LeBron and AD said as much after they were swept. Going back to Game 5, have you had a chance to look at any props or something that you might have your eye on for tomorrow night? You know what? I made the mistake of being so heavy on Miami because I thought they were done. I took them on the money line. I took Gabe Vincent (laughs) over on uh, one and a half steals plus blocks. Obviously, he hurt his ankle late in the game, so he had one steal. or Actually, he didn't have anything on that department. So um, I learned my mm-hmm. lesson. And actually, I took Malcolm Brogdon over 13 and a half points. And I'm so surprised that the past two games, he's combined for only two points in games three and four. It's just not like Malcolm Brogdon. So I'm going to give him another shot since Boston will be back home. And we talked about role players playing better at home. So whatever that prop is for him points-wise, um, I'll take the over on that. But I'm really looking again at Caleb Martin. He's having himself a great run in the playoffs and we've shown him we've seen him show up um throughout the playoffs and especially in boston with his ability to score the basketball so something that i will look at with caleb martin is taking the over on his threes prop this is a guy that shot 35 percent in the regular season and then elevated it to 41 and a half percent in the playoffs that was coming into game four so i really like his threes prop and then i'll go back to malcolm brogdon because malcolm brogdon has made me a nice piece of of cash and money <laughs> with taking the over on his points probably just didn't show up the past couple of games so player prop wise i'm looking at those numbers i try and stay away from any um star players like jason Tatum or jalen brown or jimmy butler when it comes to points i think some of these role players step up in little things that we've seen in this series whether it's knocking down threes or getting steals or assists to really help their team get a win so those are the props that i'm looking at in terms of uh game five for miami and boston is like Caleb Martin over on his threes and also Malcolm Brogdon over on his points at home. It's nine and a half for Brogdon. Still interest you over? Oh, take, take it over. Take it over. I think Malcolm Brogdon <laughs> becomes Derek White from what we saw in game four. Derek White, I, if I would have known this, and of course, you know, everybody, if they have this ability or have the sports almanac from Back to the Future too then, yeah, they would have took Derek White over <laughs> on his points prop because he showed up. But I know you guys like that reference, right? So I'm, I'm kind of dating myself and aging myself with that reference. But um, nine and a half for Malcolm Brogdon, and he knows this, that he hasn't shown up for his team offensively. But at home, I think he's going to be more aggressive with his attacks. And we saw in game four where, you know, he didn't get off to a good start shooting the basketball, and he knew that it wasn't his night. So you saw him dribble penetrate kick to the corner for Derek White or kick to the corner or to the wing for Jason Tatum to allow them to make a play. So I think Brogdon is more aggressive um, in game five at home and nine and a half. Yeah, I'm confident that he'll hit the over net. Just a few seconds left here, Cam. Uh, NBA Finals MVP. Is it Jokic or Bust or is there value in Jamal Murray at 14 to 1? I mean, there is value in Jamal Murray at 14 to 1, but when you have a guy that has been averaging a triple-double, especially in the Western Conference Finals, and moves past Will Chamberlain for the most triple-doubles in a single playoff run, it's got to be Nikola Jokic. Again, it's the matchup problem right. that's going to be yeah, there yeah. for either Boston or Miami. And I think that either one of those teams can do a solid job of trying to slow down Jamal Murray, but you have the ultimate right. X-factor in Nikola Jokic. 
Good deal. Cam Smith from Stadium, live on the line, also part of the BetMGM family on the BetQL network. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive into today's MLB card right here on the BetQL network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL network.